Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the three amigos plus ones. Are we the Avengers? Is that is that what the, we call ourselves now? The Avengers? The, REI Avengers. The, <laughs> REI Avengers. We've got Matt, we've got Dion, and we've got the one and only Millennial Mike. How uh, how you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great. Super excited to be here. I, I'm just thrilled because we'll get to use that clip art that has me as Thor and Sam <laughs> just thinks that's the best. Yeah. I like to see dad as yeah, Thor. Well, well done, Millennial Mike. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dion, how are you? Howdy. I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. Uh, Dion, thank you for helping me set this up. You were the one that uh, walked me through the 17,000 steps to make this happen. <laughs> and then finally, Millennial Mike, uh, this is your vision. This is your dream. You, you, you proposed this. I was apprehensive and uh, it's working. So uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, folks, again, this is the three amigos plus one, the Avengers. Your comments are questions. We do have topics. We will clearly riff if we want to. Uh, but yeah, we're hoping to get some comments and questions. Uh, if you want to super chat us to jump to the top of the line, feel free, not required. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Millennial Mike, uh, stop flexing. You're, you're going you're gonna to pass out. Oh, come on now. Hey, I'm in the middle of sending the first super chat. Don't hate on me, okay? Oh, I was going to say, pe people people better super chat. I mean, do you realize how expensive this phone call is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of man hours tied up in this one. Oh, right. my word. So, so the topic for the day, topic for the day is quiet quitting. Maybe you've seen an article about it. Maybe you've seen some videos about it, but I'm seeing it and it just keeps popping up over and over again on TikTok and Instagram reels and on Business Insider. So I said to myself, you know what? We have to get the three amigos to discuss this topic because I have a feeling that these guys probably aren't proponents of quiet quitting. At least I don't think they lived it out in their own lives, but we'll get there. We'll get their, uh, their, their uh, perspective on that. Real quick, I'm going to go ahead and read a little intro section. So this is how Business Insider introduced the topic recently. They said, quiet quitting, the newly popular term which gains traction after Insider published a story on coasting culture. Back in March, it describes the idea of establishing work-life boundaries while still collecting a paycheck. Its growing popularity on social media shows how younger workers are pushing back on the expectation that they should go above and beyond. Okay, so what this really is boiling down to is there's this wave, this movement where younger workers are saying, don't come in early, don't stay late, don't work on your lunch breaks, don't answer emails after 5 p.m., don't take phone calls, don't go the extra mile because it's not up to you to do that when you're not being compensated properly, um, it's not fair to you, you need more work-life balance, that's the gist of it. So I want reactions starting with, I want Mike to go first, it's his channel, and I, I think Matt's over there probably kicking himself ready to go so we should make him go last <laughs> no Mike, actually <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna punt because actually i think i'm gonna have a very different answer to all of these guys i don't want to go first I, let's let's actually go to the lumberjack first because uh i i just want to see how much you know how much he drops on us so uh i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna God. punt <laughs> hey did i mention my best that guy just pushed me Matt, Matt, that guy just pushed me. No, no, he Stop. didn't push you. He, he threatened. He said he might. You got an ugly shirt yeah, on, Matt. Yeah, you got exactly. An ugly shirt. Yeah. 
I got a great shirt on. Oh, yes, <laughs> you do. Yeah, but, yeah got, the, um, got the merch. Yeah, I mean, quiet quitting. I mean, listen, it, I, you know, I've got a 25-year career in tech. And so for me, in the beginning, when it was my competition, it really bothered me because I really wanted to see my teams, the teams I was on, really, I wanted them to succeed. And that was when I was just an individual contributor. I really just wanted to see those teams succeed and us to be the best team of what we were doing within the company. And so that at that stage in my career, it annoyed me very, very much. This whole steady goes it like, you know, Monday morning, everybody coming in talking about the Sopranos episode. And that burns like the first three hours of the day on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Hey, we got work to do. Let's do yeah. this. You know? Why are you not making yeah. phone calls? Yeah, I, it's Monday morning. All the executives are in their office at 7 a.m. and they haven't had their week go to garbage yet. Make the phone calls at 7 a.m. And so I can tell you that after about two years, after about two years, I quickly realized I started thanking them. I started thanking my teammates because I appreciated how easy they made it for me to stand out like the rock star that I was. So I would thank them. I would say, guys, I really appreciate this. Like I thought I was going to have to work three times as hard to be my level, but you guys are so bad and lazy at what you do. I instantly stand out. I really appreciate that. And when I would go away to president's club, <laughs> which is where the top people in the world go in organizations I was nice enough to select a couple that I would send postcards to. <laughs> I love that. I've, I've done that. And I mailed them back some postcards. And yeah. I was also nice enough for the guy that didn't qualify for President's Club because he finished second. <laughs> also brought him a can of silver polish. Oh, that's funny. Here's the silver polish for your silver medal. So as far as the quiet <laughs> quitting thing goes... It made for great material for me to enjoy in my career. Mm. And when you get into management, when I got into management, you know, dir manager, director, then VP, what I recognize is that there were the elite guys that no matter what I did to them, they were going to succeed because they were elite. Then there were the guys that were what I call the quota plus 10 minus 10 guys, plus 10% of their quota, minus 10% of the quota. They're always going to be hovering around their quota because they're willing to do the work. They're generally skilled enough where they can get the job done. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other guys. The beauty of quiet quitting in sales is you might be trying your damnedest and you're still not hitting your number because you're just not that good. <laughs> and so then you get blown out in two quarters anyway. And I start watching you job hop the next three years to yeah. four different companies because what you're now realizing is that you suck as much as I said you did. <laughs> And so that's where we kind of get to. So the quiet quitting thing really in true form, it doesn't really bother me, but what you'll find is in very fast growing organizations, quiet quitting doesn't exist. <laughs> you are quickly thrown off the train because mm -hmm. everybody has to be going at warp speed. Mm -hmm. So I've given Dion a lot of material to, to then come at me with, but I still think all the things that I did to other reps was really funny. Oh, I do too. I think awesome. Yeah, they were. See, that's fun stuff. Yeah, now, the silver polish that was good. But you're. I, I love that one. I was just literally like, <laughs> I'm going to get that guy silver polish. That's there the best. Go. Yeah. So Dion, quiet quitting. You ran a truck driving company. Right? So a couple of things here. Almost every generation comes up with a phrase, and they think they have a new concept. Mm -hmm. 
So we, we take rest and vest from the IT world. Yep. You, you just do your basic minimum so you can skate along until you're vested. Mm-hmm. In the military, you have every unit needs a soup sandwich. If you don't have that person who's <laughs> going to do the menial tasks, right? So it's it's nothing new. But it came up in my live stream on Tuesday that we were going to talk about this today. And Matt said, you know, kind of went on a rant like he did just now. And I said, hey, as an employer, it's amazing. You need quiet quitting. It's a requirement to run a company. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is? Like unbelievably hard to find somebody willing to do a job hmm. that doesn't go, I will do this until I can get that job. I will do this until I can grow because I need my new trophy of whatever my title is now. Uh, we had a, a fairly new employee that started off in an entry-level position, learned a bunch of skills, had a management shift, and we always hire and promote within. So I took a kind of new employee without a lot of experience, and she became a campus manager. It's like the, the, the promotion in the office or from instructor to run. You have everybody at that campus working for you. Mm-hmm. Super nervous, single parent, two kids. She was, she was doing a great job, figured she'd do a good job at this. Had to teach all of the skills of management. There was, there was none of that in their place. Put her in place to run the campus. And her first real, like, come to me, oh, crap, I need help issue was, I have an employee. She came to me and she said, I have this office worker who shows up at eight, takes her breaks, leaves the office for lunch. And at five o'clock, it doesn't matter what's going on. Five o'clock is I'm out of here. She does fine. She wasn't saying I need to fire her because it sucks. She just just does her job. But I'm a new manager. I'm the new person running this. I don't have any experience. If she doesn't make me look good, I'm probably going to lose my job. And I told her, you have a gold mine. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to find somebody who's not trying to take you out at the knees? Mm-hmm. To point out every one of your mistakes because they want your job. That person doesn't want your job. She doesn't want to have to answer a call at nine o'clock at night because some student got sick. Mm-hmm. She just wants to clock in, do her work, clock out. And we need those people to do that. Yeah. That person's not going to progress. That person's not going to grow. They're, they're not going to take a lot of skills and go and just all of a sudden become a dynamic person and grow in some other field. So it's not good for the person. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the culture that's saying, hey, you should do this because it's, it's better than putting in more work than you guys are right. To climb that ladder to get to the point where you have that extra cash flow to invest so you can make it to where you don't need to work. Like me, to get demoted down, I started as a part-time night instructor, got demoted all the way down to president of the company. <laughs> demoted down. That did not take quiet quitting. Yeah. yeah. Mike, I'd love to hear from you. You are, without question, the youngest of the <laughs> four of us. So, what do, you, what do you think? Quiet quitting is kind of aimed at you, right? Your generation is this new thing that none of us old timers have ever thought about. It's par for the course for millennials and Zoomers. You know, we've been harassed as the lazy generation, the entitled generation, the me generation over and over and over again. It's just let's just let's live up to that stereotype. Uh, My personal thoughts and opinions. I mean, I got a lot of different material here we can work with to react to. If you want my personal thoughts and opinions, you're not worthy. Okay, you are not worthy when you die and you you ask for entrance into the halls of your ancestors. I hope they look you in the eyes and say, get out of my sight. You're not worthy for all of human history. The word weekend didn't exist. You didn't work 40 hours a week. You worked from sunup until sundown. You had to make your own clothes, create your own food, teach your own children, build your own houses. People did everything they could 
gave away their entire life savings and everything they built up for the last 50 generations in the old country to come to America just for an opportunity to work. And we get here and now we have weekends and paid vacation and paid time off and all of these things that spoil us so much. And your boss hoping that you're going to go the extra mile to do a little bit of extra work. Oh, well, that's just too much for me. I coasted for the last 15 years of my life playing video games and eating sugary cereals. I ain't going above and beyond. It's not happening. It's disgusting. You're not worthy. You don't deserve to be in the halls of honor with your ancestors. I hope they laugh at you. Everyone who ever had to fight a saber-toothed tiger so you could exist, you don't deserve their sacrifices. That's how I feel. I, I lay off the sugary cereals. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was spot on. Yeah, that, that was... Um, if I would have guessed going into this topic, I would not have thought you would be the fiery one. So that was pretty awesome. So I'll give you my kind of rounded thoughts about this. First off, quiet quitting is not new. I've, I, I've been around the Valley a long time. Rest invest was a thing that I've saw, you know, dozens and dozens of people do. Quiet quitting is not new. It's a cute name. It, we do have social media. So it gets talked up on TikTok and all these other bullshit things. Um, it is, it is a very cute concept when the unemployment rate is three and a half. Uh, I have I have a very strong suggestion for you. If unemployment goes to 7%, we're going to see a lot less talk of quiet quitting. Again, quiet quitting works at unemployment of three and a half. It just does. You don't, again, we have seen companies over hire. Guess what happens when you, uh, you we had, people are talking about like, we've had layoffs, you know, like Snap laid off 20% and, yeah. um, you know, so-and-so did this. Dude, you ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing. I, I've, I've been, I have been, <clears throat> at a boardroom table with an Excel spreadsheet with 1,287 names on it. I had to whack 50% of those people. Yeah. Guess who gets whacked when I'm Quiet staring quitter. at it? Oh, it, it, they won't even make it to that cut. Quiet quitters will be gone. Don't you just start at the, I mean, what we always did was we always just started at the top and worked our way down. Like, can't lose them, can't lose them, can't lose them. It wasn't even... It wasn't even going from the bottom up. It was going yeah. top down, right? Well, it's like yeah, it's, it's that, so that's certain. There's lots of ways to do it. Sure. I actually did it the reverse. I went to the people I wanted to get rid of the quiet quitters. That gave me about 30% because then yeah. it gets hard. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Then it's like, God damn, I got to let go of 20, 20 or, you know, I don't know, 150 people that I don't want to see go. Right. This is going to suck. No, I actually did the reverse. I went and found all the quiet quitters and waxed them yeah. on without emotion. It's like, well, oh, they, they you're done. It. Bye. Yeah. See ya. I, Enjoy the unemployment line. I was telling Mike and Dion, I was like, you want to quiet quit? I'm going to loud fire you. <laughs> I'm going to loud. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's just and, like, and that's what's coming. Goodbye. <laughs> There's the door. See ya. Here's, here's a box. Yeah, but Mike, it was a little bit unique and different for us. Like I have a lot more respect for, you know, for what Mike and Dion have to do, because for us, when you're on the sales side of it and sales support side of it, you prove your worth every single day. Yeah. And you're the clock, at least in our world, my clock started anew every 90 days. Absolutely. 100%. Everybody was zero. Yep. Yep. And that's where I think it's tougher for guys like Dion right? Where it's like, you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, like what did the guy do? Rip the rear axle off the trailer? <laughs> yeah. That looked painful. That they needed some new uh, training. Actually, Ashley was the one who sent that to me and she goes, 
clearly didn't work with Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a follow-up because you guys talking about the business aspect of it. I got another excerpt from a Business Insider article talking about how businesses are handling quiet quitting. So they okay. said in this article, in human resources parlance, coasting is sometimes referred to as quitting in place, as the phrase implies. Employers don't like it, but... In the reality of today's job market, they have no choice but to grit their teeth and accept it. They just don't have enough bodies in most places to actually get the work done that they need to get done. What they're saying is, I'd rather have that person stay in the seat next for the next six to eight months contributing 80% than have right. that seat be empty. And then Again, they, they went does, on to highlight that... how this was record low layoff time. This is the lowest amount of layoffs ever. Yeah. And again, that's exactly kind of my point. Again, I've been investing for a long time and been a manager and a manager's manager for a long time. And this is very much like two, this is very much like two, 1999 and 2000, same mm -hmm. kind of environment. Yep. Everybody who wants a job can get a job. Yep. Uh, the best way to get a raise is quit and go somewhere else. It was, it was just the gate was open as I like to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, and when the gates open, the dog runs away. Right. That's kind of the analogy. Uh, we're about to head into uh, the worst economy I have seen since probably it's actually going to be a combination of 01 and 2009. Mm -hmm. 2023 that. is going to suck on a next level suck for everybody. And um, I've, I've managed through that and uh, the quiet quitters will be gone first. It will, it'll be unapologetic. They'll be in the first wave. And they, and the, the crazy thing, Mike, is they're going to go, I can't believe it. I was doing my job and I got fired. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, what you a did. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, well, look, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions knocking at the door. Oh, darn. The, yeah. the other thing that we see too is, is that a lot of people in this time got promoted because they were really good at their last job. Like Mike, how often have you seen like that amazing sales guy? Oh. Then all of a sudden becomes a manager of the group and you're like, you are a big, massive bucket of suck or low at yeah. managing people. And, yeah. and again, that works in a good time. Maybe. Right. Oh, right. it's so bad in a bad Well, but What's really funny is it's only the amazing organizations that give them the opportunity to step back into the role that he was yeah, super to successful. To go backwards. Yeah. Right. And, and smart guys will say, you know what? Yeah, I kind of suck at this management thing and I don't really like it very much. And I'd yeah. much rather be back doing this other thing and making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I'm interested in seeing is there are, it's, it's surprising. You know, we actually had an admin at our company. When I started with the company, she was a sales admin. Hey, can you set this up? Can you take care of this? Can you take care of that? Just a sales admin. She's actually our director of technical services now. That's awesome. She is awesome. She is. And the funny thing was, is she had no one reporting to her, but she was organized. She was disciplined. She was professional in how she communicated. Often she had to remind me to do stuff like that. And, but it was, but she, and she's spectacular. But the funny thing is, is that the role that she manages, she could never do that role, not in a million years. Yeah. But how she manages them as people and as a group is nothing short of spectacular. It's, she's very talented. Yeah. And again, into the, into this, into the muck that we're going into uh, the people that are going to stay employed are the ones that take care. The business owes you nothing at the end of the day, they owe you for that day's work. That's it. Right. It's a right to work environment. So um, there's there, you know, I knew uh, anytime I had to make job layoffs or job cuts, I knew there was 20 or 30% that were not going anywhere. I could name them ahead of time. Yep. Be one of those people. Well, it's kind of top, top third, you know, 
yep. is staying. Bottom third, you know, is going. It's yeah. that middle it's third the middle that that's always hard. the hardest for me. Yeah, it's hard. How big of the cut are we doing? Yeah. Yep. The uh, the hero's journey, the main character's journey, the protagonist's journey is meant to be difficult. We don't go to the movie theaters to watch a movie about someone who did nothing, never worked hard, never put an extra time. Everybody wants to get to fighting Apollo Creed at the end of the movie, but nobody wants to do the training montage. But the training montage is what I lived for when I watched Rocky. That was the best part of the movie. You get to see him run, you get the music in the background, he's chugging up the steps, it's fantastic. You have to put in the work if you wanna make it to the end. The whole purpose, the whole reason behind quiet quitting is so that you can have a better work-life balance. Well, have you earned it? Do you deserve it? Why should you have the ability to work such a limited amount of time and enjoy all of your free time? Why are you so entitled? I know this is controversial for me to say, yeah, you should work harder, you should. I don't think I've worked less than 60 hours a week since I was 17 years old. That doesn't even include the amount of hours I do on YouTube with all the YouTube stuff that I do who can't pad his work. It's insane. But you know what? Eventually, I'm going to make it to being retired like Dion. Eventually, I'm going to make it to being retired like Mike. I hope to God that I'm not in the same position as Matt is, just sitting there <laughs> slaving away day after day. It's unbelievable. And you want to know why? He's not working hard enough. Matt, Matt's quitting today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm out. What you guys don't know is that you're in the midst of a quiet quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quiet quitting as we speak. <laughs> he is on a YouTube live stream during the workday for those of you. Just saying, yeah, exactly. Just saying, off. Just saying, wasn't sure if he might. I mean, yeah. it is one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Clearly retirement hasn't made you any smarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there is definitely a spectrum. <laughs> and millennial mike and myself are on it we're at far ends of that spectrum yes i think a lot of people work too hard at their job for someone else's dream mm. if you're working hard it should be building your dream and for some of us that is sitting in that job and doing the bare minimum to get the paycheck to invest into real estate grow a business yeah. invest in stocks to get to the point where you can quit and retire for some people it's put in maximum effort like mike is and uh, make the SWAT team and is one of the youngest guys in the county or the state to ever even pull off that. Like that advancement gets you the advancement to make retiring early easier. So then you can go be a motivated hard charger at something else. Not all of us want to sit around and do as much nothing as possible like me. That's just an option. You don't have to do that. Like I said, it's a spectrum. Yeah. And again, quiet quitting or doing the bare minimum works in, a, um, in an economy of three and a half percent employment. It probably works in a 5% unemployment. It won't work in 10. I'm not saying we're getting to 10, but there are, there are spectrums in this. And again, quiet quitting, doing the bare minimum. Again, as a manager and leader, second line, I needed those folks. I needed to know who I could count on to be there from eight to five. You know, a really sick thing about salespeople, sales leaders. I used to love it when my top sales reps would go out and lease a new car, do this or do that because their freaking lifestyle just went up. Yes. They're going to work harder because now they've inflated their lifestyle. These are the sick things that you had to go through as a sales leader. So again, <laughs> it's true. It is they what would, it is. They would ask me all the time. What do you think about, what do you think about a second home? A second home. Great idea. Why aren't you looking at a third home? Yeah. Well, you Only don't two? have one already. Rookie. I, I mean, you had a couple of pretty good years back then. Yeah. What are you doing with your money? <laughs> yes. so, sales so managers, got... sales managers and directors love, love their team, debt. love their team having debt. Lots yes. of it. Lots more. I just more, more. I just moved three towns east to one that's twice as expensive as the one. Congratulations! Here's a housewarming gift. Yeah, here's a bottle of wine. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Yes. So I'm going to give us the perspective from from somebody on Instagram who responded to a poll that I posted about okay. quiet quitting. We're going to we're going to look at that. But but to right. touch on what Dion said real quick, I don't want people to misunderstand me. I don't think that it's a great idea to get a job at McDonald's and become the best damn fry cooker that ever existed on the history of the planet. That's not going to help you save money to invest. So you can retire early. I want you to work unbelievably hard to find a job that can help you make enough money so that you can save it and put it aside and intelligently invest it into real estate so that you actually can have work-life balance, or as I like to call it, financial freedom to just do whatever you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want. So no, I'm not saying beat your head against a brick wall endlessly um, because you should just be working harder for the sake of working harder. You should work harder, but also work smarter. All right, here is the uh, Instagram message. So individual replied. He wanted to give his definition of what quiet quitting is, and he goes on a little bit later. He starts out saying, it's simply living with a purpose outside of work and working within your job description. It's not quitting. It's simply placing boundaries with one's self-interest as a priority versus the hustle culture that typically is advocated by only those who benefit from it as a platform to extract unlivable resources and efforts from those doing the actual work. So he's just saying you're setting up healthy boundaries between you and whoever you're working for so that you don't get taken advantage of and abused. Now, I'm sure all of us have probably worked for someone who didn't value what we were doing and our hard work was to some degree being wasted because we weren't being compensated for it or there wasn't any end goal that we could achieve. So what do you think for his, uh, his statement, Matt? Uh, if you're in a job that doesn't properly recognize you get a different job or I have an idea, do something worth recognizing. There's that you could do something that actually is appreciated because it's, I don't know, a value. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't mind you being a piker. You want to punch a clock and split fine, punch a clock and split, but then don't be bummed when you're still driving an O3 Camry and I pull into my Lambo. Because I sacrificed the nights, I sacrificed the weekends, it was what I was willing to do. And about this silly notion of hustle culture, you do what you want. Listen, if you want to be a piker, fine. You want to be average, super. That's great. It doesn't work for me. I appreciate your averageness, because it makes me stand out that much more. So at the end of the day, I'm not mad at them. They can do whatever they want, but don't get pissed at me when the stage, when I'm on stage accepting an award, when I'm getting the free trip every single year because I earned it, when I'm the one constantly recognized in the company newsletter, when there's literally my name on plaques all over the hallways, don't be bitter. I did what it took to get there. I don't mind that you didn't, but don't, you know, don't success shame me mm -hmm. because I'm in that role. And that's why people in that position, it's lonely at the top. And I don't listen. I didn't care. Those pikers that were just like working another Saturday, huh? Yep. I sure was. Yep. I made two X what you made last year. And in some cases, three X. And so I was willing to do it because the cost benefit ratio was there and I did it without my bosses ever thanking me. Mm -hmm. Hey, Matt, thanks for working the weekend. My thank you was my W2 at the end of the year. And the fact that I put myself in the best position, I was the youngest person in a 3000 person company to run a product line for all of North America. I did that 26 years old. I didn't get that job because I was a piker. I got that job because every single group knew who I was in that 2000 person company, because every year I was at president's club, 
every time they walked past the hallway at corporate headquarters, my name was all over plaques in that hallway. And that's how you do it. So again, at the end of the day, I don't mind be a piker. What do I care? It makes my job that much easier. But if you need to shame me because I'm that much better at you and that much harder working than you and achieve that much more than you, then that's your issue, not mine. That's white noise. I don't care. Do you, what do you think, Mike, about the uh, commenter's question about hustle culture being a little too pervasive and just being essentially uh, purported by individuals who have benefits? Like, do you think hustle culture and the Gary Vee style of I punted my 20s, I worked every single weekend for 10 years straight, do you think that's that's just business owners trying to encourage workers to work harder? Do you think there's any merit to it? No, yeah, so when I heard that comment, one thing I instantly agreed with and one thing graded on me. So let's talk about both. One is, yes, I do think hustle porn or Gary V's kind of go, go, go uh, is not right for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, I would even argue it's not right most of the time. But I'm also not going to judge anybody for doing it. I believe life is full of choices. You do you. I don't judge either way. If you want to be average, be average. Mm -hmm. If you want to go, go. For example, Matt talked about winning awards and being the youngest of this and that. So I was 17 years old. I was a high school senior. I was the youngest person selling washers and dryers at Sears and Roebuck, Kenmore line, zero, uh, zero base, all commission. I made almost $25,000 as a high school senior, you know, back when 25 grand was a lot of money. I had, you know, I, you know, I went to awards dinners. I was, I was 17 years old. At Sears every month or every quarter they would do because they sold these things called maintenance agreements or maybe the today they're called warranties. If you sold a certain amount of percentage of them, you were the top one percent in the state and you would go to dinner with the president of or whatever, the regional manager or whatever it was called. I went to that dinner eight out of 12 months, was the youngest guy by three decades. Yeah. The next youngest person was almost 50. I was 17. I couldn't drink. I couldn't do all these things. I'm looking at these guys who probably made 40 grand and I'm freaking 17 making 24, 25. Right. I'm like, I thought I made it. And what did I do? I just worked harder than everybody. I read the instruction manuals. Yeah, exactly. You know, who reads instruction manuals? Well, I never did laundry. So I had no idea what all the freaking buzzes and knobs and levers and garbage were. But if you could talk about it intelligently and talk about this and that lint trap and what happens if this and how to take the cone out and do all these other things. You can sell a lot of warranties. Yes, you can. So, um, you know, you do you, if you want to hustle like Gary V and blow your twenties, go for it. You're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. If you want to be, uh, average and, and make an average life, you're going to have an average life. The thing that I disagreed with is the last part of the statement, kind of blaming the business owner. I think that's unfair. I think that's, I just think that's unfair. You do you. Your business owner is paying you for X. If you do X, great. I didn't mind anybody did X. But if we head into an economy and I have to lay off people and I've got somebody that does X plus Y and you do X, you're going to get cut. And that's my job as a business owner because I got to keep it, everybody else employed. So I think life's full of choices. I don't begrudge anybody's choice. You do you. Uh, but don't judge me because my choices don't line up with yours. That That's not cool. I think hustle is like debt. You have the Dame, Dave Ramsey 
all dead is bad. Mm-hmm. The quiet quitters don't hustle. It's bad. You have the Robert Kiyosaki's get into as much debt as possible, as much good debt as possible. You have the, the hustle culture of you should be hustling all the time, work overtime, do the Saturdays, do all that extra stuff, but you're building someone else's dream. There's the hustle that has nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. Like um, Millennial Mike and myself, we've both done the mud ruckers. Mike, how, how long did you train for that? For me, it was like four months. I was 46 looking at all these 25 year olds going, what the hell am I doing here? But it took months to prepare for that for no financial benefit, right? But it took hustle to do that. At work, you don't have to hustle to grow, the, to climb that company ladder. But when you get home at night, how many people are finding out what's on Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu or what video game are you playing that doesn't add to your life? Or are you doing the work, looking for the next rental, calculating how much you can save every month, what you're going to invest, what your freedom number is, what you're going to do once you get there. Like you can apply that hustle in good ways and in bad ways. And I think the point of all of our channels is to show people that if you take that hustle and you funnel it for a period of time, not forever, sometimes into house hacking, investing, increasing your income, decreasing your expenses, the things you focus on, five to 10 years, you never have to have that hustle again. Like yeah, this- and that, yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. And I, I've known that since day one of one rental at a time, step one, step two, get a folk, get a buy box. It's it's focused. Like do like you're, I don't know what a mud rucker is, but I'm guessing it's running in obstacles. And it's a light running. little run that you do. It takes an afternoon. Yeah. An afternoon. Right? Hanging electric things you run through in water. So. Yeah. It's just no big deal. Right. So um, again, have your thing. And then the, my step two is 20 minutes a day. That's what I ask for 20 minutes a day. I'm not asking for 20 hours. I'm asking for two hours. I want 20 minutes every single day. And then, and then just do the work when you're done, you're done. Move on. That's a big thing for one rental at a time. It's something I think we got right um, that maybe we don't talk about enough. It's just focus and daily discipline. You want to lose weight? Focus and daily discipline. You want a better financial future? Focus and daily discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, then you do the extra things. You get around the right people, the right mindset, the network. But it all starts with step one, step two, focus and daily discipline. You do you. The most expensive thing in life is regret. Oh, yes. Right? The most expensive thing in life is regret. And I think that far too often people don't consider that because hindsight's 2020. And so did you put in the work that you needed to have the life that you want? Did you? Did, did you, you put the work in that you needed to have the life you want? Now, we've got Millennial Mike, we've got Dion, who Dion started late. Mike started earlier, but only a few years into the journey. And so at the end of the day, they made decisions over, for Dion, it was over a 12-year period. He made decisions that was going to change and create the outcome. People far too often don't understand that there's a journey to the destination and that Dion didn't wake up one morning and go, you know, today, I'm not going to do working anymore. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing something else. That very often is seen as it's an event. It wasn't an event. It's a it wasn't an event at all. It was a journey. He got there. And so people need to be far more focused on what would I do? Fast forward 10 years, fast forward 20. What do I do in 10 and 20 years? What does my life look like? And for me, yeah, was I smarter than most because I did it in my early 20s? I was. 
just the way it goes. And if you don't like that, I said that too bad. So for me, I looked at that very early on in my career. And so I worked my ass off. I was the best at every job that I ever had. I won every award I possibly could. And I stacked every dime that I could. And then I started investing it as soon as I had money to invest. And I knew how to invest it. And it rolled and it rolled and it rolled. And so for five years, I could have retired at 40, but it wasn't the right time. So I said, you know what? We'll just keep on going until it doesn't want to go anymore. So I'm 45. I'm still going. But I can honestly tell you, there's not a whole lot of gray hair on my head because I don't really stress about anything. It's like BFD, next, who cares, so what, you know? And so at the end of the day, if you want to live your life without regret, start investing in your future like you're going to have one. Because if not, you're going to be in your 40s, in your 50s. I think Dion regrets not starting until he was 40. He could have he been even better off, you know, now he's in his 50s and retired, but he could have done it even earlier. Could have done it even earlier. And I'm not sure that anyone can really reconcile the level of lazy that he's accomplished <laughs> in his retirement. I interviewed... It's spectacular. Uh, Cody yeah. Davis. Cody yeah. Davis was 21 at the time, had a little over 80 units. Do you know what he said? Should have started that, when I was 18. <laughs> wish I started sooner. Exactly. Wow. I've never met an investor that doesn't think, I wish I started sooner. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, I wish I started sooner. Yeah. It, it, same thing for me. I started, I got my first rental at 28. And I, it, I, Damn. YouTube wasn't as popular. So slow, slow. YouTube wasn't so as popular. Slow. I didn't so know I could have house hacked at 18 or 21. You even had YouTube no, out there for you. Like stop that, watching videos and guys bounce ping pong balls on YouTube videos. Like, yeah, I, that's my, that's my biggest regret is I didn't, cause I could have got a loan at 20. It's my biggest regret. Yeah. yeah. Start earlier. So I, I kind of just keep going back to uh, who do we idolize and why? Mm -hmm. uh, but real quick, hold on. Shout out. We're at a freaking 104 live viewers. That's the highest I've seen on any of the live streams I've done. So good job for you guys. Bunch like of the quiet video. quitters. Hey, <laughs> like the video if you're watching this. Blow up Mike's channel. Remember, we're going to Vegas if he hits 50,000 subscribers. So when, so blow the video when, up. when we hit, right. 50, when, excuse, I apologize. When we hit, when he hits 50,000, we're all going to Vegas for a, a live yeah. event meetup. So like the video, super chat your questions if you want them answered because we probably won't be able to get to all of them. But who do we idolize and why? I hate the term work-life balance because it's just oh, so dumb and it's so ambiguous. But if you think of whoever it is in any venture of human endeavor, whether that be sports, you think Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant had work-life balance with basketball? No, all they did from the time they were small until they retired, and in Mike's case, when he retired for the third time, was play basketball. What about okay. Elon Musk? Elon Musk does nothing but work from sun up until sun down over and over again. That's why we admire him. Think of your favorite actors, these method actors who devote their entire lives, Leonardo DiCaprio, people like him that are unbelievably skilled at their craft. Whatever the form of human endeavor is, whoever we draw from our heroes, it, it would go way back to Achilles. You know what I mean? Throughout all of human history, we idolize the people who would have laughed at the idea of a work-life balance because they had one sole purpose and that was to be the greatest of all time. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to devote 100% of your life. I read someone in here earlier in the comments saying, you know, some of us have a family and wife and kids. Dude, I get it. I'm a single dad. I have full custody of my son. I work a lot less overtime than I used to. I mean, I used to, before he was around, do 100 hours, 90 hours a week. I had lots of 90-hour weeks. Now I have had to scale back, but I also do a lot of stuff with YouTube at home. There's always an opportunity for you to work harder, do more, figure out a way to get around it, be creative, be inventive. 
Um, but there's also always a way to make an excuse. And whether that be, uh, it's popular to quiet quit, I'm being taken advantage of by an employer, yada, 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 you're not. If you want to have a great life, then you got to go out there and build it for yourself because nobody is coming to save you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody can do the work for you. No one knows what you need for you and your family better than you. So it's on you. Well said. It's true. I do have a couple of videos we could react to if you want to pass me host and we want to try to do that live. A couple of short one-minute TikTok clips uh, while Mike's trying to figure that out. I will warn the audience. I will warn the audience that the images you're about to see are somewhat disturbing, a.k.a. they are cringy. They are millennials just... It's hard to watch. It's funny. They're comedy. I'll give it to them, but they are a little bit uh, cringy. You have, con you have control. Let's see if this this three layers of sharing... Work. Yeah, yeah. If I can actually, uh, if I can actually share a video, we'll see, we'll see if it actually works. Hopefully here. Okay. <clears throat> All right. We'll start with, uh, we'll start with this lady. She is extremely popular um, on TikTok with quiet quitting. Can everybody see this? Yeah. Okay. Can we see it? Okay. We hear it. We hear that. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go for it. Here it is. Have a seat, Veronica. Okay, did you tell everyone in the office about quiet quitting? I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did do that, yeah. Okay, do you know what that means? Um, yeah, it means that you just come to work, you do your job, and then you go home. You should try it sometime. Okay, well, this is creating an unhealthy mindset for our employees, and- But don't you think that telling your employees to go above and beyond for a company that pays them a salary that they can barely live off of, don't you think that's unhealthy? Veronica, please stop. You need to stop. Deborah, Deborah, come here. What's up? Did you get any bonuses or a promotion for going above and beyond? I have not. I'm still waiting patiently. Oh, the poor thing. She's been going above and beyond for years and has nothing to show for it. So why would I? Okay, well, if you keep talking about this with other employees, we're going to have to take corrective action. <laughs> corrective action for what, Susan? <laughs> You're so silly. I come here, I do my job, I do a good job, and then I go home and I pay my bills. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to pay me more, then maybe I'll go above and beyond for that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Susan. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I want you guys to now it's funny. I'll give it to her. She's she's funny, a little cringy, but what do you guys think, huh? Just getting taken advantage of? You wanna you wanna climb the ladder? You reach out for the rungs. Yeah. You don't mm -hmm. sit there and wait for somebody to push the ladder down on you. You don't want to climb the ladder. Don't go above and beyond. The employers need those people too. You need sure. the person who will sit at the front desk, answer the phone, greet people when they walk in and not want to become the sales rep and make three times the amount of money. Like that's the person that's hard to find. But if you want to be the sales rep and you want to make three times the amount of money, you have to put in the effort and then you have to be good at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew, I knew guys that were stock traders and they had traders stomach, right? Traders mm -hmm. stomach. And they would have amazing years where they would get a million dollar bonus, a mm -hmm. million dollars in a year. And then the next year they were out, mm -hmm. they were out, gone. Some bad decisions, some bad trades, got on the wrong side of it, tried to chase something, gone. Yeah. Live by the sword, die by the sword. And so I get it. I get that there's safety in the time to make the donuts guy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's funny, you know, again, that was, as far as I'm concerned, that was very entertaining. Shout out to her. Very creative. Dion does versions of this on YouTube where he plays several people. So I think she did an amazing job as a leader. 
Um, I can tell you exactly how that goes. I forget her name, but the, the one, the one eating the popcorn and drinking Starbucks. If she's, if she's truly doing her job, all of that, it works great when unemployment's three and a half. That's right. Unemployment will not always be three and a half. It will be seven sooner than you like. And uh, I will have no problem whacking that person first. Of all the characters she played, I guarantee you 100% that person is gone first. Even if she does the work, even if those other characters she played, because she is poison, she is gone. In an environment where I need bodies, she's employed. When I have to make a choice about which bodies I want, gone and gone first. I keep the pencil cup over her. Like that has more utility than she does. But in an environment where you don't have enough bodies, you take it. You have to. I mean, and so I think the other funny thing too is this is very much a U.S. thing. Oh, for sure. Look across the world. Like they sit here and they're like, quiet, quit. I wish I knew another language. They're like, quiet, quitting? Assholes. Yeah. There's 25% unemployment and people under 30 in my country. I'm grateful to have a job. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, we have record low unemployment. It's really cute to think about. This is this is 1969 record lows. Um, I believe 2023 is going to suck and quiet quitting will not be in the uh, agenda next year. I, I'm, I am starting the hashtag here, loud firing. Loud firing. <laughs> loud firing. Um, I want to go back to the Business Insider story real quick, read another little excerpt. <clears throat> so this was, they had been interviewing a young lady and her and she was talking about, how you don't even have to just give up, but scale back on your commitment or your presence or your hustle, said Maggie Perkins, a former teacher in Georgia and Florida who engaged in quiet quitting beginning in 2018. You're still getting the job done. You're not shorting your company or their productivity. You're doing what you're expected to do. Now, what I thought was interesting was that she's a teacher. And I asked myself as a consumer, as someone who has to send my son to kindergarten here for the first time ever next couple of weeks. Nice. Who am I okay with patroning or purchasing from that's a quiet quitter? Do I want my son's teacher to recognize my son needs a little extra help? Uh, Maybe he needs a little extra help with reading. Do do I want the teacher who's going to stay late, who's going to try to come up with a unique strategy to help my son? I'll be the first to say I wish teachers were paid more. I wish they were. Unfortunately, I don't control that. But who am I okay with quiet quitting? The teacher who I'm hoping will educate my child? Um, the doctor who's going to prepare for surgery on me tomorrow, do I want him to go home and go out with his friends and party the night before, maybe drink a little bit? He'll probably be sober in the morning, but what do I want somebody who's, you know, saying I need to have a good diet, get to bed early. I need to be well-rested because I need my hands to be steady for surgery. What about the police officer who responds to your very dumb, very lame, you know, call for service? Yeah, we had a minor fender bender collision, you know what, but I get it. Insurance companies will do everything they can to rip you off. So I'll take the time to do the nine page collision report for your little scratch on the side of your car that a bike hit you and to make sure that you don't get taken advantage of by an insurance company. Or do you want the officer who just shows up and says, that's beneath reportable damage. See you later. Have a nice day. Like, who do you want to quiet quit in your life that you would purchase from? Guys. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know what it is, but this really seems to bother you. It's quiet he's amongst it every day. Oh, yeah, because again, quiet quitting, uh, it just had different names. As a manager, I saw it all the time. I was taking inventory of actions all the time. So the teachers that went above and beyond, they got extras where possible. The doctors that did this, they get extras. It eventually pays off. The thing about quiet quitting is 
you can't do the like the earlier cringy video. If you're that one lady that was waiting for a raise or a bonus, how long have you been? Has it been three months? Well, it takes longer than that. It probably hasn't been three years, right? I had plenty of employees get bonuses and raises because they weren't quite quitting. And it changes in a down economy. We have basically ignored a recession for 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to come, folks, and it's going to be bad. Yep. As a manager, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know who's going and who's staying. I think that's probably the tougher thing because I remember, I, I mean, being in Mike's shoes when I had peers, right? Mike, when you when you left, you had three peers in the company. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I left, I, I, when I leave, I'll ha- I have one peer in the company. Dion didn't have a peer except for ownership, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think it's tougher for Mike is that he's still amongst the peers. And I'm sure that there's uh, there's a jealousy thing. Hey, I should have made SWAT. It should have been me. Really? 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 Would you like to self-evaluate? Yeah. Are you 30 pounds overweight? You run a, you know, a a 12 minute mile versus six and a half and you could do one pull up versus 30. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's shut up about my fitness regimen. Like like, (laughs) that was aimed at no one. It's one really good pull up. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. One good pull up. One. Pull yourself up onto the counter so you can reach the cookie. True story. Donuts, donuts, man. Donuts. There's also the struggle you have if if you're that employee that's there and you're, you're, you've been there two years to five years or so, you're, you're interacting with, in some cases, especially at a company where there's a pension, if there's somebody there 15 to 18 years, they're literally in write it mode. They're just yeah. trying to get those last few yeah. years in. That's your example of who you would normally emulate, the person that's been there long enough to know the job. So that new person might think that's what I'm supposed to do. Not the 15 years of hard work it got took that it took to get to the point where you could sit back and think, okay, I just have a few more years to go. Yeah. But there's yeah. also the people that get pushed out at 17 years. Military, law enforcement, can't sure. enlist, can't renew contract. Yeah. So that, that happens, happens too. Yeah. Mike well, and I are- know, Mike and I know from building multiple organizations, you get, and I'm and this probably applies to Dion too, actually. I think it's just more pronounced on, on the sales side you get the behavior that you pay for, that you incent. Oh, that's- no, it's absolutely. If I ever wanted new behavior, I would incentivize it. Exactly. I, we, we, had, we had boiled down for our folks that it was regardless of talent, you were going to fall into this range based on demos that create scope of work opportunities that create closed deals. Yeah. There were people on the low end of the spectrum and the high end of the spectrum, but there was a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I forgot, I reduced what we paid for closed deals and I drastically increased what we paid for the activity to get to closed deals. And shockingly, it changed the organization and it took us into a whole new level because the numbers don't lie. And so I think largely speaking, I think that if you want to have that trader's stomach and you want the threat of not maybe having a great quarter and being on a performance improvement plan where you're going to get fired then at the end of the next quarter if you don't hit 50 percent of your number you know cumulatively then you can do those high pressure jobs and if not i don't begrudge you we have people in accounting too they do not want my job but i couldn't do their job i couldn't take the the, i couldn't take it i couldn't couldn't take the day-to-day couldn't take it 
that was pretty much all of the articles, excerpts, comments, and videos that I had. I, I thought of one other video to share, but then I remembered it had music, and I don't want the live stream to get flagged for having like copyrighted content. Yeah, so I'll let's skip not that, do that video. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if you guys want to go through questions in the comment section now, I think they've been stacking up on you. So, Mike, it's your show. Actually, Sweet you know Lord. what? Uh, let's. I, I've only got about ten minutes, so Mike, uh, you've been the host, so you've probably gone through it. Pick a couple questions. Let's let's oh. see what's what. Oh man, I wasn't going through it enough. Actually. Oh, okay, well, Dion, I saw you scrolling. <laughs> you guys, go ahead, pick, pick one and pick a. I, I've been each of you. Pick, I, yeah, I was looking, and and the thing that I really I wanted to make a comment, but I didn't want to be staring at my phone the whole time. I wanted to pay attention. Was on here on one rental at a time. Saturday morning, eight a.m. Mm -hmm. Mike does a live stream for pretty much an hour. Like you cut just like a couple minutes at the end, right? An hour right. of answering actual questions. Yes. Uh, Lumberjack Landlord does his live stream 8.30 a.m. Pacific, Sunday mornings. I do mine Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. We generally are going hour, two hours long on those. Um, we are peer pressuring Millennial Mike into getting his live streams up and setting a time. His, he's on a, law enforcement has a revolving schedule, so I don't know if you're going to be able to set a set time like that. But um, we're definitely here to answer questions. I don't know that we would be able to do too much yeah. of that today. Yeah. Um, this was about giving people color into the, you know, un unedited, unstopped, just humor ping pong game that we play. So, yeah, this has been a lot of fun for me. Again, for me, quiet quitting is not new. It's a new sexy name. It probably plays well. It trends well as, as, as a leader who has hired and fired hundreds of people in my career. It doesn't bother me one iota. It clearly bugs Mike. I was amazed at how much it bothers him. Um, but again, I saw it. I saw it every day, every week, every month, every year. I mean, it's it's it happens, and when you want, and it's totally fine in a good economy. Eh. He's but just I've been mad. around for bad economies. He's just mad because he's eating bran flakes and not sugary cereals. <laughs> I, I actually do eat. I got Reese's Puffs downstairs. Right <laughs> oh, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> but that isn't but, what he, made but he eats. He, he eats one a day. He eats one kernel a day. <laughs> no. That's his treat. And when he swallows the three of them, you can like see them in his abs. Yeah, yeah that's right. You see it go down his 4% body fat. Yeah. yeah so, true. so true. Uh, well, Dion, uh, why don't you uh, start wrapping this up? Takeaways, whatever you want to do. So the takeaway here is there is a time to quiet quit. There's a time to actually quit. I just did that job. I loved mm. time. Freedom wins out. It's going to take using the right hustle between now and reaching financial freedom. You need to figure out what financial freedom means for you, what asset class you're going to use, what cash flow number you're going to need, what your life is going to look like after you're not working. I'm, I'm actually kind of in favor of the not putting in more effort yeah. than what you're being compensated for. If you work at a company that won't recognize extra effort, if you work at a company that recognizes it and bases their promotions and promotes in-house, it's one of the reasons why the company that I just ran for the last 13 years, we've never, not once, hired a manager mm, all internal everyone was promoted internally yep, based exactly. on personality attitude and i have had that person that goes it's 5 30 why are you texting me this could be handled tomorrow great you're never getting promoted yeah, ever but, like no matter what happens after this yeah, point right yeah. that that's a thing yeah mike this was a topic that you wanted to go through what uh, what are kind of your uh, closing thoughts i don't saber like tooth seeing... tiger <laughs> 
I don't like seeing people getting taken advantage of. That's why I do the job that I do. I don't want people to be ripped off, stolen from, treated poorly, attacked, victimized, anything. And I, there's absolutely situations where companies, corporations, employers, bosses will take advantage of you. Um, my belief is that the best way to avoid all of that happening is figuring out how to either work for yourself or how to become financially free. And I think that the way that you become financially free and give yourself those opportunities is by working hard for the right people in the right situation and the right circumstances. But I don't like the idea of just resigning yourself and being content with being lazy and not looking for a different opportunity. How you do one thing is how you do everything. If you want to be in the 1%, you have to do what the 99% aren't willing to do. They're cliches, they're sayings, we've read them on Instagram pages, but they're true for a reason because it resonates with all of us. Um, I don't think that it's admirable to be lazy. I don't want my son to ever look at me and say, yeah, my dad just does the bare minimum. I want him to say, my dad works hard. I'm proud of him. And that's what I want to be like when I grow up. Those are the people that I idolized when I was younger and I admired. So my advice would be, you should work hard. You should be happy to work hard and it should be with a purpose. And if you, you know, direct yourself in the right, down the right path, you can be very successful. Just be aware that you could be going down the wrong path and just be on the constant lookout for that. Other than that, thanks for having me on fellas. I, I hope you guys had a good time. That's all I got to say. Matt, your turn. Um, yeah, I had a blast. I mean, this is what we do. Like we, I mean, this is kind I mean, what's that other podcast with the four really rich guys? All in podcast. That's the one. I, I love those guys. Yeah. Shamath, much less rich now. <laughs> Shamath, uh, yeah. How those smacks doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, but that's why I love his advice. It's like, yeah. dude, you had like four failed smacks, like more failed smacks than anybody. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. still could buy me a billion times over. So oh, congratulations yeah. to him. <laughs> but yeah, this is fun. I think, I think it's important. You know, everyone can hear our journey and recognize that we all made massive sacrifices in our journey to get where we are today. And yeah. we just hope the same for others. Mike and Dion will help you do that. Yeah. Again, the, the kind of when I bring it home, really one rental at a time, the channel, the story, it is all about you doing you. You make the choices. I ask for focus. It's called a buy box. I ask for daily discipline. It's 20 minutes. I ask to network, you know, grow to 2P. These are all choices. You don't have to do them. But if you don't do them, don't expect the results. That's all I ask. It's your choice. You do the work outcomes happen. You don't do the work, no outcomes happen. So that is our three amigos plus one, the Avengers. I will find or actually ask Mike to send me the thumbnail so I can put it there. Actually, Dion wants to say something, I think. I want to recognize real estate mindset for hanging you out, listening, throwing you a super chat to help the algorithm recognize that your channel puts out good content. I did not see that. $20 super chat. You blew Wow. <laughs> real estate mindset. Look at that. Hey, uh, I want to give him a shout out. Uh, I did see the apology. Um, I guess Lumberjack went through it. It was very gracious. Um, I it was it was uh, well received. And uh, if he ever wanted to do an interview or a discussion, just him and I privately, I'm down. If he wants to come on the channel, share his story, talk, you know, owner rock, I'm down. Um, I also took some of his feedback in, in trying to make my channel better, right? I fully acknowledge that one of the takeaways from real, real estate mindset was we didn't talk about owner rocks nearly enough. That was an error. That was an opportunity missed, and we have since corrected. So um, very gracious of him. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you giving up an hour. It's not lost on this Mr. Lumberjack that is his working time, Mr. Quiet Quitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now I have That's to go funny. quiet, pick up my kid. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, Mike, do me a favor. Stop flexing. You can breathe now. It's okay. You don't have to stretch that shirt out. Dion, thank you for all you do. Guys, you are amazing. Take care, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we will do this again. Bye.